Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John. This episode is what I refer to as a showcase episode where I feature a bootstrapped entrepreneur and they briefly share their tips, tricks, tactics, techniques, and tools that help them bootstrap their business and the successes and failures along the way. My hope is that each of these showcase episodes will provide at least one valuable takeaway that you can implement right away in your own bootstrap business journey. Now on to the episode. I was a born entrepreneur. I started my first business without even understanding what the word entrepreneur was. Actually not even understanding that I'd started a business. I was a teenager, was trying to make some quick money on the side, and I had been I kicked out of a band I was trying to be a part of. I was trying to stay associated with him. So they asked, can, can you run the sound? And I said, yes, even though I didn't know how to do it. So essentially was my first, created my first business opportunity for myself by saying yes to that, learning how to do it, eventually led into an actual career in music production, doing concert tours, et cetera. And that was between the time I was 15 until the time I was 30, and then transitioned into where my degree field was, which is marketing. And from the age of 30 to age of 52, I've been working exclusively in marketing, starting on the creative side of that process and eventually focusing more on strategy and business development. And I did a little bit of corporate marketing, but ultimately got kind of frustrated with the emphasis on structure and the lack of creativity. And I needed to do something a lot more interesting and actually beneficial as opposed to just people getting a paycheck and going to work every day. So started my own business. I did side hustles when I was doing corporate work, but I, I kind of transferred that into my own business in 2011. And so since 2011, I've been, I've had a, my own business, the Golden Group, a strategic planning and business process consulting firm with three business partners. And it all came from that original idea of starting a business or being an entrepreneur, being entrepreneurial before I even knew what that word meant. I just simply said yes to an opportunity that was presented to me and made the best of it. I worked hard, learned, made mistakes, learned from it, and continually moved forward in a great way like an entrepreneur does. I started The Golding Group in 2011, one day after leaving my last corporate job. I really actually didn't have a great plan going into it. I just knew I never wanted to go back to working for someone else again. My last corporate job and the job before that and the job before that were individuals who knew less about running a business than I did. So it was sort of, why are you my boss outside of you are the people whose name is on a piece of paper in this company. So didn't have a plan, but I did have my first client. And so I bootstrapped the company off a single client, which is essentially a friend of mine who owned a business who I was telling him the outrageous expectations of my last corporate boss essentially was creating 15 to one returns on their marketing budget, was generating $4 million in revenue off of $250,000 in cost, new revenue, not just revenue for the company, brand new revenue. And my friend who owned a company said, well, if you could do 15 to one for them, can you do that for me? I said, probably so, at least 10 to one. And he said, you're hired. So I had my first client before I'd really put my business together outside of, I was already working in marketing and business development. I knew that would probably be the emphasis because those were my relationships, my connections and my skill sets. but how to pay for it 
as a real business, as opposed to just me having a side hustle while I had other money coming in, I really didn't know. But all I did know was I could start with that first client. I could hustle and grind to get my second and third client. And I could be frugal. I could be smart. And if I hustled hard enough and worked hard enough and was smart enough and specific and held my money tight for a specific period of time, I can make it happen on my own by bootstrapping and never going back to a corporate job. I think it'd be pretty easy to say the fact that we made it past the first year mark, the five-year mark, the 10-year mark now, and then we've been in business now, and this is our 12th year. That is easily our biggest success of starting and operating the company in a bootstrap fashion. We've never taken outside money. Now, I do have three business partners and they have money invested as well, but it's our money. And it's not an outrageous amount of money that we came in as far as putting cash on the table. But really, each of my business partners brought different things, including clients with them. So outside of generating new business or having clients that paid us more, we haven't taken in outside money as someone just handing us a check. It's been us. It's been bootstrapped. And we've made it work now for our 12th year of business. There have been high times and low times. We've had success. We've also obviously had failures and things we've learned from. I did find after a couple of years of, of our launch and working from home long before anyone was really working from home, that making the commitment to having our first office, making commitment to certain purchases and certain expenditures did elevate us to another level and created opportunities for us to engage clients in a different way, in a better way, expand our potential for our business. So. You have to take risk. They should be smart risk and calculated risk, but you do have to take those risks. So I think the biggest success is coming from staying in business for over 12 years. The biggest failures have been when we have been a little bit more risk adverse and when we've been slow to do things that we know we just need to do. We just didn't want to make the commitment because we wanted to keep our money tight because it was our money, but reward comes from risk. And so every time we took a risk, it definitely paid off in great ways. One of my favorite ways to fund a business is through the clients, through work, actually getting someone to prepay or commit to paying so much for work, whether it's on a retainer basis or on a contract or pre-purchase something that doesn't exist yet. Your purchase order, your first purchase, your first customer could fund your business and allow you to bootstrap instead of taking in funds where you have to dilute or give away equity or other value in the business. So I, we built the Golden Group off bootstrapping off that first client that was our anchor, that was the thing that got us launched and allowed us to attract other clients to us because they were our clients. We built off of their good name and the fact that we were supplying them with value. And then just the hustle and grind of attracting new business. We're currently consulting with several startups that will be funded by the first customer. They already have the first purchase order. They already know who's going to spend money with them first. Those early customers, the first customers, not only are supplying us with the financial stability to move forward and make the investments as a, on a bootstrap level for them, but is going to allow the development of the product and the service itself. They are the beta testers and the first customers. They're also the funder. They're the bank, if you will. So you can bootstrap by establishing your first customer early, by pre-selling 
or getting a commitment or getting security from them that they will be your customer guaranteed, not hope and pray, but guaranteed. You can then fund the rest of your business off that early purchase. This is the best time in history to start a business. That's one of the reasons that a lot of people are doing it, but the tools are in place, the technology is there, the connectivity, the open-mindedness, the understanding that business doesn't have to be the way it was in the 1950s or in the 1960s, or even in 2000, that starting a business is completely different now. And there's so many options to low cost, no cost businesses, to having something that's virtual or web-based or something that you can control yourself. Gone are the days of having to program a website. You can do it off something like WordPress or some of the other platforms that have all the tools built into place. You can get started in that business relationship, even if you don't have the product yet. Going back to the idea of having your first customer be your beta tester, allow you to develop the product and then sell it to them with their money funding the initial run of the product. So you can build something on the side as a side hustle. You can build it virtually. You can just start developing an audience online using social media or other online avenues. You have all these tools in place in order to understand your audience, understand your customer, understand the product or service that you're trying to develop for them, the problem you're solving for them, how they want it, how much they're willing to pay for it, even getting them to pay for it before it's real and using things like crowdsourcing, et cetera. All of these options can come together to give you a leg up, to give you the opportunity you wouldn't have had previously to start a business and keep it your business by bootstrapping and by having it paid for by the consumers, by the product flow, by sales, as opposed to taking an investment, you can retain control, you quite retain equity, and you ultimately retain the success that you can create with it. I hope you enjoyed that episode and were able to take away a valuable nugget of information that you can implement right away in your own business. If you feel your story would be valuable for the listeners of this show, please visit frugal.show forward slash guest. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.